Hi, everybody. This is Glenn Ackerman with Energy Awareness Training and the Energy Awareness Training Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a new aspect of energy, and this time in the field of relationships. So this is going to be a fascinating conversation with a good friend of mine, Ricky Royal, who I'm going to bring on here in a second, who's got some very interesting things to share with us. For those of for those of you who are new and, and are not familiar with me or my work, I teach a, a, develop, a self-development method called energy awareness training. And this training is one of the most profound ways to make rapid change in your life using the field of energy, energy medicine, energy psychology, and new developments in uh, using energy and traditional methods to really skyrocket the progress you want to make, whether it's to heal your past, to be able to feel good about yourself, or maybe to start to jumpstart your goals or your visions for your life to move forward and rapidly and overcome stuff that maybe you've been working on for a long time and it's been a challenge to overcome it and maybe you don't know how to overcome it. We use the latest training and energy methods to be able to do that. So, for more information, go ahead and contact us here, uh, either on Facebook or at our site, energyawarenesstraining.com. And with that, let's move into the podcast. I'd like to bring on a uh, good friend of mine who uh, I've met and familiar with his work and was so impressed with it, I wanted to, to do a podcast with it. Ricky Royal is a uh, men's development specialist. And you'll find out what that is, and he'll be explaining that. And uh, we're going to let it rip. So let's, without further ado, let's bring him on, Ricky Royal. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. All right. So, Ricky, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, <laughs> and uh, and uh, let's just go in there. Let's find out a little bit about you for for our viewers and and. Uh, what you what right. you do and et cetera. Go ahead, take it away. All right. So I gotta I gotta give my quick hero story, which is probably like five or six years of experience crammed into a few minutes. So um, the general gist of how I got into being a men's development coach uh, was it started with you know pain. It started with a bad. Uh, I was married super young, and I was about twenty one. Um, and it was fun while it lasted, but it went to shit. The marriage just went downhill as it does when you get married really young, really immature in your early twenties and you don't know much about life. Um, but that was kind of the gateway to, um, getting me into discovering like, well, why, why did this happen? Like, why did this happen? What, why did love fall apart? Like what is attraction and help? It helped me answer certain questions, um, about and start understanding life. And then, get more deeper into like the dating fields. And so basically like a lot of my journey has been going through bullshit and going through deep wounding and then healing my own wounds and then helping other guys as well. And that's kind of what the brand of conscious alpha is about is to um, push guys to kind of like uplift them. And despite whatever adversity you're going through to step up in life, that you can use that pain and that fuel to actually elevate yourself in a way that most people want it. Um, and it kind of shakes you out of your comfort zone too. So for me, that divorce was kind of just like gut wrenching, kind of like woke me up a bit out of the matrix of my life that I was in 
and kind of sent me on a path to understand love, attraction, all those dynamics. And I got really into game and pickup and understanding that. And I kind of went through a dark phase for a little bit where I was like, <clears throat> I was a nice guy for a little bit. So I'm just going to be a jaded asshole, like, you know, just heartbroken. But then I was like, I just started realizing, well, <laughs> if you're an asshole, you just attract other assholes to you, <laughs> men and women. And so I was like, okay, I got to clean up my act a bit. Like you start realizing, okay, the person I am is who I attract to me. Um, and so I started doing that, having more relationships and it was kind of just a rabbit hole. It, it kind of started becoming a spiritual journey um, where like I had a few relationships uh, with women that like I felt was like either the soulmate or twin flame. And if before, if I, you had ever like said that, I've heard that a little bit and I would just kind of laugh. I'm like, yeah, soulmate. But then I actually had this deep connection with someone. I was like, whoa, like, what is this? And that was like another um, relationship dynamic that I was learning about. Um, and then from there, like it, it just kind of been a, it's a journey. It kind of switched into, um, it went from just dating. And then I went from this big, uh, this huge, uh, after that breakup, I went homeless for a bit in LA. Um, and kind of like pulled myself up. But during that time was like a big development as far as like the men's development journey. And kind of like, it was kind of like my own odyssey or hero's journey in a sense of like what it is to be a man what it is to build strength, grit, resilience. And so I started learning all these other things um, that was actually helping men as I was building my business about um, that helped their dating life um, next to it. Like if you learn these things and become a strong man, you're naturally going to be attracted. One of the biggest things, and I think this is one of the, big staples with my teachings um, that I kind of pivoted from just strictly dating to men's development was purpose. Because I found like purpose was a was kind of like a, a life hack where if you focused on your purpose, it's going to take you in the direction you need to go, which is elevate you, which is always going to keep pulling you out of your comfort zone. Um, and it makes you naturally attractive by default to women in, in the dating pool. Um, and so that was a big staple. And then around that time too, discovering energy, like waking up to, um, my, my intuitive abilities and like being empath, um, and, and understanding that whole dynamic. So that's kind of like the world of energy and that's your, that's your domain. <laughs> so you know all about that, but that's kind of the cliff notes, um, kind of on my journey. And on the way I started coaching men, um, and, and helping them and getting them results and kind of seeing where they were and helping them with their, um, with their development um, into manhood, because there isn't that many rites of passages anymore. Um, but at the same time, too, all those things are helping to build stronger men, because I feel like masculinity is kind of going through a crisis. I mean, my generation is very watered down compared to your generation, Glenn, <laughs> and I'm sure you see it. So like just really helping men ground their energy and, and also get in touch with like their feminine side, their, their empathy in relationships. It's not always like you have to be strong and assertive. And I'm sure we'll kind of get into that about relationships. Um, but also knowing when to be, um, empathetic and, and understanding and compassionate to imbalancing those both. Um, so the best way I describe myself and I try to be is like right in the middle. I, I, like usually on a spectrum, there's like the really nice guys and they're very loving um, and women love them for that, but they usually get cheated on because they're too much of a teddy bear. And then you have on the other side, the assholes, which don't give a fuck, but they, they give the women great sex. Right. And so I like to be right in the middle, which like the asshole with a heart of gold, like the teddy bear with teeth as one of my mentors said. So <laughs> that's what I try to do. And that's what I try to impart to the men around me that, um, that learn from what I do. Wow, that's fantastic. You know, you said you were homeless in LA. What year was that? That was a couple years ago. Um, yeah, like I had just, 
I want to say like 2017, at the end of 2017, that's kind of when I went nomad too. I kind of did traveling around the, um, that was like my hero's journey. I was like on and off the streets and, uh, it was, it was pretty crazy, but I remember I was like living in one of the nice, it was like new year's Eve. It must've been like 2017. And like, I didn't have money to pay rent. I was like, kind of stressed. I was like, man, I feel this is coming. Um, and that was one of my big uh, spiritual awakenings because I was kind of in the nicest apartment that I've ever lived in. Uh, I was kind of in a, I made it moment where I was like, Oh sweet. Like things are going to go up and I've made it. Woohoo. And then like, all of a sudden I was like, no, I think I'm going to go broke and homeless. Like things are not looking good. Um, and it was horrifying at the time, but it was actually one of my biggest spiritual awakenings, which kind of, it cracked my ego. It cracked my stubbornness because I'm a very stubborn person. So sometimes it like, I have to learn lessons the hard way, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, it, it woke me up to a lot of realities of life that I just was blinded to. Um, I yeah, was gonna so. say, I was just going to say, it's too bad. We didn't know each other that you could have come over here <laughs> and hung out with me. That would have been great. <laughs> you know, so I everything works for a reason. I had yeah. my I had my homeless day. I was never homeless, but I did a lot of couch surfing. Yeah, in the ups and downs, and you know, after college and trying to get established and trying to figure out what you're going to do. And I right. think that's really important in the journey uh, for men to when you say have a purpose, because so many guys are like, "What am I? What am I doing?" You know, after you get over the phase of, you know, chasing girls and drinking or, you know, you know, playing sports or whatever, you know, you're not a kid anymore. So you're like, well, what's my purpose and what am I supposed to be doing? And and I think not having that uh, weakens a man. What's your take? Yes. Oh, absolutely. You're spot on with that. That's why I call it like a cheat code, because it takes some effort to actually figure out your purpose and whatnot. And sometimes like something I heard recently, which I highly agree with. And I am part of it is like, if you don't know your purpose yet, you're not supposed to know it. And your purpose is just to find it. It's just to explore and try the buffet of life until you find what you're passionate about. For me, it always came from, and I think this is kind of like the archetype of the wounded hero or the wounded healer. Um, is that like, it always came from pain, like the pain I went through. And so like, for me, like I needed to go through those things to kind of like, show me like, you see the dark underbelly of life. And, and that kind of, woke me up for my arrogant entitlement. You know, like as a millennial, I'm pretty entitled. Like our generation is so entitled. We have everything handed to us. And it really gave me this empathy of like, oh shit, you know, like life is hard and maybe I should appreciate things a little bit more. <laughs> wow. Well, so you're still in your twenties, huh? No, I'm 32 now. So. Okay. Yeah. Is that millennial? What's the, what's the, how does that work? I know there was, there's yeah. generation Y, X, Z, and then, and then after yeah. the Z comes millennial. So, so I, there's generation X and boomer. There's that. And I think it's like boomers and then generation X, I think it is. And then there's my generation, which is millennial. And I think they're the oldest are probably early forties, maybe. And then I think the youngest is still like, uh, tw- like mid twenties right now. And then there's Gen Z. And then what comes after, which I'm really happy about my brand name that I planned for this is Generation Alpha is coming next. And those kids are going to be fucking smart. Yeah. Generation A, huh? Wow. Yep. I looked that up and I was like, yes. So, but um, yeah, and generation, um, my generation, millennial generation and um, Generation Z, they're very energy aware. Like they're very sensitive and like empathy is becoming a very big thing. So that's why I love what you do, Glenn, because it's like it's very becoming very important because 
I mean, we're all empathic at a certain level, um, depending on like our upbringing and like our, you know, what we've gone through in life. But I feel like my generation and the generation below us is super aware. The problem is, is though, they don't know how to, they're too sensitive. So they see a whole bunch of shit, but they don't know how to act upon it. They don't know how to be assertive and actually like go for what they want and start uh, being problem solvers to change the world. So, so what, what is your message when mm. a guy has a couple of girlfriends or maybe some long-term relationships? Yeah. It starts out great and everything's good. And then over time, it starts to disintegrate or there's problems or there's frictions and it just becomes a nightmare. And he, he go and he does this two or three times experience this. And, and he says to himself, man, is this what I'm up for good in the beginning and then pain at the end and then to get good. <laughs> what, what, what do you tell men who, who's going to, is this all there is or, or what do we do about that? I like that. And I want to get your energy analysis of that scenario too, after this. Um, so yeah, I had that with a student once and uh, he, uh, I, I finally asked him and it was even like for my own life, I've had to learn this lesson. And I, I finally asked him because he lost the girlfriend and a lot of these guys, that's why I switched from just being a strictly like dating coach to men's development was that I realized that these guys would get really good at dating for women to, to either get laid or to get a girlfriend. And so they would do the habits, right? They would do the meditations, they would read books and they're like doing all these good habits that are helping their life. But, um, I would see like six months into a relationship where they're getting laid or something like that. And then they go back to their old habits because it's kind of like they got the carrot at the end of the stick. And that's where I found in my journey. And then I started suggesting and teaching my students this way where I pivoted. I was like, I was like, have you found something, um, that you like more than women? Cause I love women too. Like I, it's one of my favorite things. Like I love women, love being around women, feminine energy, right? Like, yeah. So, but you have to find something bigger than that. You have to find that higher purpose. Right. And so that's what I found. That was the cheat code was to find something bigger than yourself. Cause if you dedicate yourself to that, you're always growing in life, even through the ups and downs, you're always going to pop back up. And if you study, I mean, any, Anybody who's successful, right? Steve Jobs, any of the greats. I mean, they they had their highs and lows, but they consistently stuck to a certain vision, and that's what kept them going. I think. I think also uh, when a wo- when a woman sees that a man has got something going on in his life that he's passionate about, and that she's he's not going to uh, abandon everything, you know, to be with her night and day. I think that's right. an attractive factor with a woman who says this guy's going places or he's passionate about that. And, and he's not going to spend all his time with me. And that's attractive. Right. I, I've come to find out to be able to have uh, somebody who's going somewhere. So mm-hmm. when you talk about purpose, I think you're. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, I think of it, um, you know, they talk about masculinity is the boat. So it's like the man on a mission going in a certain direction. And the, what I like about when you find your purpose is like, it makes life so much easier because every question you ask, you're like, well, does this help my purpose or not? Does it take me off the path or, or bring me on it? Relationships too, right? It's like, well, does she support my relation or does she support my mission or is she kind of dragging me down? Is she distracting me from it? Right. So it makes things very more simplistic. And then, so masculinity is that boat heading in that direction. And then the femininity is the waves of the ocean. Right. And so you don't want to get caught in it. And I find when you have, it's almost like an energy charge. It's like you have a charge up there that's keeping you focused and keeping yourself charged up. When you focus on the woman, the woman's looking to you to get charged up, right? 
And so if you're getting charged on her, you're going to kind of like, you guys are going to kind of cancel each other out. And that's what happens in relationships, right? She starts taking on more of the masculinity. You start taking on more of the femininity. The roles are swapping and then the attraction's not there either. So it was a, a song by Amy Winehouse. Do you, do you remember her? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Said you're supposed to be stronger than me. What? Yep. You, you're, you're, you're my, my girly boy or something like this or, <laughs> or something like that. And she was, I, you're spot on. Uh, and, and most guys are never taught this. You know, one of the things that, that, you know, I teach is that you got to have a relationship with yourself before you have a relationship with anybody else. And no one yeah. knows how to do that and, and, and how to, to go over the, you know, the, the baggage that we, that we go through in, in dealing with our own self-esteem and dealing with, you know, growing up with, with our unique parents and, and getting out there and dealing with all the, the inner turmoil that comes when you're, when you're attracted to a woman, it seems to be universal. Do you find that, that, that no matter who it is, when you get near a girl that you're attracted to, there's this inner, like, uh, yeah. approach anxiety. And, yeah. and, uh, it just seems to, to end up in so much of the time in frustration. What do yeah. you, what do you, uh, teach your guys to deal with that? With approach anxiety, um, I've switched before I was very much like outside tactics and whatnot. And for some students, if I see that they need that, like some guys, especially like, I mean, if you look at like a men's journey, like in your early twenties, you need to just gain experience because you don't have experience in life. So like if the kid's in his early twenties and he hasn't really talked to many women, I would just be like, go talk to women, like get comfortable going up, having a conversation and then seeing when in those conversations, where, where's the dynamic, um, fucking up is it like and i don't know if i'm not allowed to cuss or not i apologize if I'm not. Am, so. <laughs> okay all right all right so um anyways where where is it messing up at because then you can see like do i need to add more sexual tension in there do i need to be more challenging like what is the accent that needs to be in there um most guys it's usually they're too friend of friends um and so that's the problem they're not being they're not that masculine polarity the um they're not grounded in their own energy. Their energy is a little high. And I struggle with that too. And so a lot of it, I do a lot of habits to ground my energy. I know you teach that too. And I think you even teach um, how to ground your sexual energy too. So it's not running you over. Because <laughs> that thing that, that, that we're never taught. We, we got yeah. a 800-pound gorilla living inside <laughs> us called sexuality that it runs our brain it runs our brain. Oh. It certainly run runs the the little head between the <laughs> yeah. and, and who teaches us how to deal with that with, no with one no training you know other than maybe in school they say don't think about sex yeah it's it's shame and guilt yeah it's shame, shame and guilt and then, and then you wonder why you feel anxious when you're around a girl. Cause you're like, Oh, I feel these natural desires coming up, but how I've been taught to handle them is to feel bad about them. And we wonder why we're all fucked up. Like that's this right. is the reason why, like we haven't been taught that. So that's why I like that you teach that it's like, okay, look, sex energy is a thing. It is very powerful. If you can kind of center yourself a bit, then you can actually have a decent conversation and then be more flirtatious and sensual in that conversation to lead it to where it needs to go versus either it's stressing you out. So you're bottling it up and the girl's like, why are you acting strange? Or you kind of come off creepy because you're like being too strong, like on your approach. So it's really just dialing it in. So to answer your question in a roundabout way, 
like if you don't talk to women, go out and just talk to women so you get a vibe from them. The best thing I um I think I I forgot where I got this from, but like every woman is teaching you how to be a better seducer. Every time you talk to a woman, she's gonna like let you know either from her communications or whatnot what you did well and what you didn't do, right? And she's gonna respond to it. So you're always when you're talking to women, you're always learning more about psychology, about energy, about everything. And it's showing you where your weak points are. So that's why I love teaching that about men, because it's like I love spirituality. I love meditation. I love yoga. But when you're going out and talking to women and like in high pressure situations where your self image or egos on the line, that's where you really put your, um, your spiritual, like your meditations, all that to the test. You put all your practices you're doing behind the scenes to the test. Um, now, like if the guy's a little bit older and he can do that, like he can go out and talk to women and whatnot. I've been switching a lot of my, um, teachings into like the inner work. Because I find like your your inner work, your inner reality ref- is a reflection. Your or excuse me, your outer reality is a reflection of your inner reality. And so now I've realized, oh, if I do more inner work, my outer reality reflects that. the The better quality person I become, right? The the more it's going to reflect that, and the more quality women you're going to run into as well, which is amazing. So I have a saying that says, "Life doesn't come to you; it comes from you." So- okay. So if you, if you think about that, it's it's who we are inside, our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and what I call your energetic blueprint about how you perceive the world. Oh, I like that. What you see out here, and I think it's important that, that, that for for guys, I know for me, uh, when you're developing, and if you've been around men most of your life, you know, we grow up, uh, I, I, you know, I remember when I was in junior high, we went away to camp. And uh, it was our first ex- experience with girls. And I remember the guy who the, the guy who was the, the camp leader is this older Marine type guy. He goes, if I see any of you guys around any of those girls, <laughs> hatchet, freaking cut your arm, chop your arm off. They're <laughs> like, oh, shh. You know, so, yeah. so when you, I mean, if you see a girl, you know, even at, at the mess hall for, for dinner and she says, Heidi, and you're like, uh, uh, hi. oh, gosh. you know, you, you got to overcome that. So I think yeah. the ability to first off, just to learn how to be comfortable with women, yeah. just to be comfortable, just to, just to hang out and have a friend. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, so that you're, you're not going, Oh, you, know, you might hurt yeah. me like this i think is is really important i agree i've been i've been teaching that a lot and adding that back in um because a lot of guys get wounded from being stuck in the friend zone too many times and so they're like no none of that anymore but i'm like no it's actually good like you got to use the friendship though what you're doing is you're you're staying in the friendship and you're not expressing your sexuality i actually like usually when a girl friend zones me i'm just like sweet i'm more like uh explicit with like my sex talk and whatnot with with the girl i'm like so like what are the like i get interested in her dating life too i'm like we're gonna swap stories and we're gonna help each other get the dating lives we want so (laughs) i'm more like i go the opposite way because that's what it is is like you're like oh well she's my friend i can't talk about sex well like that's not a good friend like i like to talk about sex and empower each other to have the best dating lives and sex lives that we can possibly have so like you got to get on with it (laughs) like you got to talk about it and be comfortable and you'll find girls that are friends like that are good friends that will actually help you they're they're the best wing women and they're like the best they're better than pickup coaches they're the best coaches because they're intuition yeah 
You can have a girl as, as a fr- friend, you know, so, so you're comfortable with being around women. And, yeah. and, and usually when the guy's comfortable about around being around women, women like being around them. They like right. being around guys who are cool and friendly and happy and what I call high vibration energy guys. So, yeah. so I, I think it starts with being a high vibration energy guy inside you first. Right. One of the things I teach my guys in, in relationships is if you need a relationship to feel whole about yourself, you're not ready yet. It's only when yeah. you get to a place where you don't need one that that's when you can have one. That's kind of like the paradox. Yeah. Of, uh, of relationships. Yeah. Do you uh, concur with that? Yeah. And I was going to say for guys, cause sometimes that sounds disheartening to guys because they're, they just have that, that, I want a relationship now, but it's like, look, instead of focusing on a relationship outward, it's like what you said, focus on building that relationship with yourself. Um, and I think a lot of guys miss that and you, you need to like your, your first relationship has to be with yourself. Uh, another relationship coach I was talking, a uh, friend I was talking to Roxana, she had a good way of putting it too. Is like, are you enjoying your life? You know? And I'm sure that's what you teach too. It's like, once you start enjoying your life and then start building either like the social circles or friends or having those people around you, it's naturally going to like happen versus if you're trying to force it, there's probably some stuff there that needs to get worked out a little bit that, you know, is going to show up in the relationship and, and fuck it up anyway. So it's like, what is your, I love your quote. Um, what is it? Uh, a pound of, uh, an ounce of pleasure. An ounce of pleasure or you can bring out a pound of pain. Yeah. Right. So it's like, what do you want to deal with it now? Do you want to deal with it in the relationship and, and have that get all, go to shit? Or do you want to just handle it now on your own, like a man and, That's really and just deal with it? I think we should stress that it's really important because somebody watching this, you know, we're, we're talking about working on yourself. We're talking about, about the ability to, to learn the paths of healing your past, especially if you had a rough past, you know, or, or childhood or, or growing up. You know, mm-hmm. I did, Ricky did, and and the key the key to turning the corner in your life to the life that you want is the ability to be able to to in, in, in whoever your teacher is to help you deal with and diffuse all that that emotional pain that you've been through because the the latest studies show uh, in energy medicine energy psychology that those wounds and those traumas do not disappear over time they just go mm. underground and they will surface at the most inopportune time when you don't want them. <laughs> so so better deal with them yep. now and 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 uh, deal with with a temporary discomfort versus you know in 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 a relationship where you're in hook line and sinker and then have to go through that yeah Absolutely. I agree. And that's, that's so huge. And yeah, it's those wounds that are hiding behind the scenes, like you said. And I know for like me, I was always someone that like buried my pain. I always pushed it down, ignored it. I focused on outward. I focused on getting validation from women or uh, working on business and, and getting those achievements and whatnot. But really like when you, what is it? Um, it's a quote I like. I don't know if I made this up or I got it from someone. It is the the wound is the way. I think I got it from uh, that. There's a book called The Obstacle is the Way, but I, I switched it to The Wound is the Way. The wound is the way, the pathway. Like it kind of gets annoying sometimes when these wounds come up and you have to deal with them. I just got out of dealing with a whole bunch of ancestral healing that I had to do with like my ancestors and whatnot. 
And it was pretty intense, but like I've been through these a few times. And so like, I just went through it and my life was kind of crumbling around me. Things were kind of getting behind my, my work. I had to like take off time, like for my work. I'm like, no, my hustle, like I got to get content out. And I was like, dude, just (laughs) focus on the wounds, like go through that. It's going to teach you. And the quicker I was able to stop resisting it and just allow the quicker I was able to get breakthroughs and actually heal that stuff and, and let it go through. So it was, it's very helpful because yeah, that stuff you know that, comes up and, and bites you later. Oh, sorry. The, that brings up some of uh, the last thing I, I just wanted to cover. Um, okay. Clint Eastwood has a new movie out. Mm. and uh, I saw it. It's on, it, it's playing in the theaters now. And uh, I'm about to do a, uh, a video on him and, cool. and growing up, uh, you know, in, in, I got a few years on you, but in, when, when I was growing up, Clint Eastwood was the man. I mean, he yeah. like, you know, good, he, bad, and the ugly. It's a classic. Was, yeah, <laughs> no, Dirty Harry, and and uh, yeah, you know, you know, every movie he makes, he pretty much plays the same guy. You know, <laughs> he doesn't say yeah. much, and 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 he kicks ass, and we all like that. But as I look at his characters more deeply, like for example, Dirty Harry. Or High Plains Drifter, or uh, any and uh, many of the other films that that he's done. All of those guys are highly traumatized. And yes, you know that about Dirty Harry, but, but they mentioned that 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 thugs came in and and, and killed his wife and, mm. and uh, in, in one of the movies. And so the guys living with this. And what I recognize is we all, you know, when you're a kid, you want to grow up to be, you know, the the tough guy, you know, like the guys we see on the screen. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I realized that those guys, you know, they look tough in the movies when they're kicking somebody's ass, but you know, they go home at night and, and they cry their eyes out when nobody's looking. And, and I yeah. know I've done that in my pain. You may have done that in, in your pain. So, yeah. so many of us are looking for role models to be able to do that. And I want to expose the tough guy yeah, the 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 tough guy myth that yeah. the tough guy who can deal with his emotions and and learn how to heal himself instead of stuffing them down. And I think yeah, you a little bit about that before. Yeah, that's that's a great topic. Um, I know you wanted to. I don't know how much more you want to go. I'm I'm down to go a little bit further because this is a good topic. Um, it it, ra- it raises the thing of like, and I feel like my generation is kind of a stopgap generation because like we're only, I mean, when was World War II? That was only like two or three generations ago. That wasn't that far ago. So that's a lot of heavy energy. And you're talking about like Dirty Harry. Like that's probably like in the 70s or 80s. So yeah, that's back in a time when I mean there wasn't the internet. There was like it was a harder generation than it is now where life is pretty like nice. Now, like if you have Wi-Fi, <laughs> you like and a phone, you can do amazing things. You know, if you, if you just look up some YouTube videos. Um, but yeah, like we're coming from where there's a lot of heavy energy, like that we're having to let go of um, because back then it was like our ancestors had to go through that. And I think it's kind of, and I want to get your take on it too. Like it's almost coming out of the survival of the fittest headspace, which a lot of the, the I would say like the, majority of the world kind of is and whatnot is in that like survival of the but it's that very heavy energy but we're coming out of that since there is more of an abundance happening now in this time period where like you can put out an online brand and and you can build things and and there's like less middlemen like even with like music like the music industry right 
there was like a huge like um, chokehold where like the producers had all the power. But now you could, if you feel like you were going to be the next rapper or R&B artist or acoustic guitar, you can start putting stuff on SoundCloud, you know, and, and start doing stuff yourself. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you said, behind the scenes, there's a lot of heavy energy. And I, I kind of feel like the generation I'm in, like the ones that are more a little bit energy aware and kind of understand what's going on and whatnot are trying to heal themselves because you got to heal that. That's heavy energy that you're passing through. And it comes from love. And that's even where like the tough love comes from and whatnot. I think some of it's still relevant. I don't think you have to necessarily traumatize yourself or nor do you want to get traumatized, but <laughs> to, to get that, but you can always push yourself. Like you can find healthier ways to lean into your edge. Right. You don't have to like, even for me, like, you know, just the, um, just the masculine energy, you know, this is not like popular to talk about, but that masculine energy that in us to kill, right. That we have that, that the hunter mentality, the warrior mentality that's in us. The, the warrior archetype is a deep, like embedded thing in us to, to what would, what, which is what we needed to survive, but it's, it's like a natural thing, but it doesn't mean you have to go and kill people or whatnot. You can go like go into a boxing ring or a kick, kickboxing. Like that's what I'm trying to do to channel that energy because it's a very powerful energy you know you can put it into your ambition as far as building business and whatnot so you can find healthier ways to channel that energy instead of repeating the past of like you said the the dirty harrys and whatnot who those guys they were scar guys that never healed themselves they just numbed their pain and then spread that heavy energy to the people they like messed up <laughs> right so. i think that i think that that, that has to be exposed because yeah. all of us come into this world unprotected. We right. all come in. We never learn how to deal with anxiety, stress, resistance, negativity, <clears throat> uh, bullies, you know, crazy parents, you know, uh, crazy girlfriends, etc. Yeah. So along with that, what, what's natural, what, what that, that, that warrior or that, that masculine man usually does is just stuff it down. Just, just, I ain't gonna, I don't know how to deal with, so I'm not gonna deal with it. I'm gonna keep stuffing it down and stuffing it down. And unfortunately, uh, what happens when you stuff it down that no one talks about is that, is that, that, that energy, which I call low vibration energy, attracts more of the low vibration energy. So, yeah. traumatized people attract more traumatized people, wounded yeah. people create more wounded people. And I share yeah. the experience you probably have of, you know, when you're in your pain, you, you attract women who are also in their pain. And after the initial drug induced, you know, uh, coming together wears off, you know, the first <laughs> month or whatever, now you got two people who are wounded and, and going at each other because they, they don't know any other way. Right. So needs to be talked about and addressed. And I'm doing that. And I know you're doing that, too. I like that. Yeah. I, I really, yeah. I think that is key. The, the heavy energy and the, the cycle, like breaking the cycles of the, of that heavy energy. And like you said, the trauma, because yeah, it sits in you and, and you can see it. It's harder to see with your own self, right? Because like, you know, your subconscious hides stuff from you and whatnot, but it's really easy to see with other people too, is being able to, um, you can see like, uh, someone attracting a situation around them or sometimes you always have that friend and they're always like things are always like kind of messing up around them they're like i don't know what's happening 
well, that's why they need you, Glenn, because they need someone to tell them that the energy inside them is like attracting those experiences. And you may not be doing anything wrong, but it's just that energy within you that, you know, people are not like getting energy awareness in, in high school and whatnot. But that's what's going on. It's, it's almost like sending out a signal that you can't see. And if you're not aware of it, like you're kind of screwed. <laughs> so true. It's so true. I, I, I love hearing the way you, you interact with, with the, the guys that you coach because we're, we're both on a, a similar path. Right. And uh, uh, that's why we jive so, so well. I, I like hearing what I do. It kind of comes through you in a yeah. new, unique way. But I think yeah. we, we both agree that energy awareness uh, of, of your sexuality, of your masculinity, of, of just the, the understanding that, that we've all been wounded and we've, we're all overcoming issues. You know, I used to, I, I thought I was the only one. When I was growing up, I'd go, wow, everybody looks so normal. And I can deal with these thoughts and the emotions and the pain and the, you know, and then, oh, oh, everybody has that. Oh, what a relief. At least yeah. relate with each other. So uh, uh, I think that's, that's a, an important thing to recognize. Everybody's dealing with it. Everybody's dealing with something, some kind of baggage, some kind of issues some kind of crazy parent or whatever it is. So, so when you recognize that you can relax and you go, okay, you're dealing with it. I'm dealing with it. Welcome to the club. Yeah. And it's, it's the thing is like, nobody's perfect and we're all going through our thing. But the, I think the goal of it is, is to have conscious relationships where you, you help empower each other out and it's just kind of helping like wake each other up to like, Hey, like maybe there's a better way. You know, you don't have to, but maybe there's a better way here. Here's another option that maybe hasn't been provided to you and that, that can clear up the energy. Last Sorry. thing I wanted to, to, to mention as we get ready to wrap up, uh, mm -hmm. the importance of coaching. Mm. Uh, I'd like you to address, you know, when, for, for guys out here or whoever's viewing the, the video, why coaching is, I mean, is so important it's, it's relatively new. You know, when, when I was growing up, there was no such thing as, as personal development coaches or energy coaches or men's coaches. And, and now it's a, a growing industry. It seems like there's three, you know, there's a, a new one every minute being coming onto the scene. You and I have been doing this for a while. What, what would you say to someone who is, who has never been coached before and the importance of it? Do you want to be a king? Do you want to be the king of your life or not? You know, do you want to be the king of your kingdom and your reality is your kingdom? Because kings have advisors. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, anyone that like was a king in that position always had advisors. And that's what a coach is. He's just an advisor. He has your best interests at heart and he's trying to help you in his perspective with his special skills and abilities and talents and his perspective of the world to help advise you to get to where you're going on your journey. So yeah, it's like anyone that you look at that was successful or whatever, you know, always had coaches, people there around them. Um, and and I, I feel for it too, because I'm very, uh, I'm a very stubborn person and I'm very, uh, <laughs> what is it? I like to do things myself, but it's after a while, like I'm getting to like, I'm 32 now, like I'm not in my twenties anymore. You, you start realizing the value of it. You're like, oh, okay. I don't have to learn all this by trial and error. I can actually like have get a coach by someone who's actually spent their time learning this subject and can give me like, instead of spending my own 10 years, I can just be coached by the person who spent 10 years or more 
in this subject or whatever and, and learn from them without having to make all the mistakes they did. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a huge time saver. And those are some of your best, like the me- mentors, like are some of the best uh, relationships you'll have is like when you find a mentor and, and they're working with you. Um, I, I feel like that's, yeah, it, it's, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I know that, that if I had had the, the tools and the training that I teach, if I had had that, uh, had this 20 years ago, <laughs> I could have saved myself 20 years of suffering. Right. And, and I think I was, oh my, if only I had known then what I know now. And the most precious thing we have is time. That's yeah. precious, it's priceless time. So the, the ability to cut your, your, your suffering curve, you know, down to maybe just a few years uh, or maybe less than that, it, I think is the most important reason why to get a coach. I know I went through what I went through so that I could learn and develop what I do. So there was a purpose for me to do that. But I think in today's society, guys are becoming more successful, faster. We're becoming more educated, faster. Things are, are with the internet are moving so quickly now. And I mm-hmm. think the ability to have wisdom and life experience is something that is so crucial to having a happy and fulfilled life. And if you can cut that curve, you know, by years, by having a coach or getting mentoring, I think, man, who wouldn't do that? That's just a smart way to go, wouldn't you think? Yeah, and, and there's a um, there's a certain level of coaching you can't get from books and YouTube videos, and that's where I was saying, like, usually your your mentor, when when you have a coach, that relationship is a really deep um, relationship because you they're taking an interest in you. Usually like coaches aren't going to work with you unless they like vibe with you either. Right. Like, like with me, like if I feel like I can't help the guy, I'm not just going to take his money and whatnot because I'm like, that doesn't help anyone. Like I actually want to work with guys that are usually relatable. And usually the, per- the coach that you work with they're they kind of see themselves in you and, and vice versa. They're just kind of ahead of the curve, but that relationship is, is important because they can give you the, the little seeds you need to kind of help you, help you on your journey that are your blind spots are blocking you from that you can't get from a YouTube video, right? That you can't get from a book because if you keep reading the same book and keep watching the same videos, but you have those blind spots, it doesn't matter how many times you go over it. You're, you're not going to get the, it's not going to fix itself. But if someone sees that and it's like, okay, how about this, this, and this, and they know you and they have a conversation and you can't bullshit them. That's a different scenario. And that's going to help you grow so much faster. I love what you said that that kings have advisors, presidents yeah. have advisors. A, a, any top athlete around his coaches and advisors, and now uh, it's happening in business. The most competitive business people uh, all have coaches, all have people that they go go to. People, even co- coaches have coaches. Uh, Tony Robbins is a coach. I mean, he's you know he's got a coach. I know that that it, I have a coach. That I, that I work on. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do too. So it's like, yep. it's like, I take my own advice when I say, Hey, get coaching because they're like, you said, there are things that you can't see about yourself and mm-hmm. you, you want to know what your blind side is mm-hmm. or, or, or do you want to think you don't have, you want to keep deceiving yourself and think that you don't have a blind side while that costs you money, happiness, uh, 
uh, fulfillment, et cetera. So that's, that's something I've had to learn in my thirties is balancing like my audaciousness or like, uh, my, cause I'm very like bold and driven, but then on the other side is like balancing it with humility. And, and today, like a lot of people think of humility as like being timid or kind of quiet or like not shining too loud, but really, uh, Humility is like focusing your strength on helping others and whatnot. So if you have a mission in life or you feel like that drive to, to help other people and whatnot, um, what better way than to cut the learning curve in half and go to the right mentors that are going to help you become who you need to become and, and heal yourself so you can heal others? Because I, I feel like, I mean, especially if you're listening to something like this, you know, you're probably part of Glenn's movement of to help people become more high, like high consciousness, higher vibration. What happened? Where'd Ricky go? Here he is. Brother, you are delivering about that. so much, you're burning up the circuits. Sorry about that. <laughs> my timer went off on my phone and shut me off. Oh, okay. Uh, we're, we're wrapping up anyway. I think yeah. you made some great points. And we, we could talk about this for a long time because both you and I are passionate about the subject and what we do. Uh, as yeah. we wrap up, I, I, I'm going to give you the floor for anything you'd like to say uh, to to our viewers about about anything we've talked about today as we wrap up and, and let people know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. Um, let's see what comes through. What's coming through right now is having conscious relationships, which is like adding a bit of mindfulness to the, uh, to your relationships, be, being more aware. And I, I think that is, so what does that mean? That means being in the moments, connecting to your breath and, uh, you know, getting energy awareness training, learning like from your healing, your traumas. I think that's a huge one. And we're like, if you go, if you live life, there's no way you can't live life without getting wounded at some level at some point. So making sure that you know how to heal yourself and you're taking the right steps and passing that on to the people around you. So that's what I would say as a closing message. That's going to lead to better relationships and better quality relationships in your life, which is going to lead to happiness. You know, happiness, a lot of it is based on we're social creatures. So if you surround ourselves with conscious relationships, that means that you're empowering yourself to go where you want to go with the people you want to be with. So that's what I would impart. Um, and then how to reach me. Uh, Facebook is the best way. Uh, Ricky Royal on Facebook. There's a link that has uh, all my you get an ebook, my podcast, all that stuff is on there. Um, but yeah, check me out on uh, Facebook. And thanks for having me on, Glenn. I appreciate it. And I love what you do. And can't wait to see what comes next. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Royalty has spoken. <laughs> You've gotten your dose of, of American royalty. From uh, the man himself, Ricky Royal. So I appreciate you all being with me. Uh, again, uh, this is Energy Awareness Training. To contact us, energyawarenesstraining.com. And uh, we'll see you on our next podcast, which is coming up shortly with another riveting guest where we'll be talking about new aspects of energy and how to have a better life and bring more happiness to you. Remember, nothing changes until energy moves. You take care of yourself. Bye for now.